Welcome everyone. You're listening to perhaps watching the show with the worst countdowns ever. Five. There was seventeen. Eight, there was eight seconds between two and one. Because you said you said two, so you're about to speak, and then he said something else, and then he's like yelling at you in between two and one. I was like, I think I know how seconds work, and it's problematic. Don't unplug my phone. I need the batteries, bro. Your battery. We also don't need the glass. We're fine. I'm peace. I uh, was in excruciating pain. It's been upgraded to somewhat excruciating. So less. Yeah. So downgraded. Yes. It's either way. It's been graded. So it's better. It's been graded. Yes. <laughs> it's an A now. Yeah. I have a graded injury. It's interesting. I'm joined by Simon Dajne. Simon, who are you? What are I'm you? I'm Simon Dajne, as you just mentioned. I'm the one who unplugged the clock. And it's working now. It was glorious. It was for everybody who watched if six, we went like no noise for thirty seconds because we were just all laughing at Pete trying to start the clock. It was great. That would not turn on. Because it was because <laughs> it was unplugged. And you knew this. It wasn't like a shock or anything. I told you before. Yeah, I wasn't listening. I know. Eagle, master control. I am the person who restored the functionality of said clock. You're welcome. You know why you shouldn't eat clocks. Uh, so you know what time it is? There's a lot of reasons. It's, it's uh, too time consuming. Oh God. oh, God. He's so happy with himself. Yeah, oh, yeah. Give me that move. Yeah. Give me that move, though. Yeah. Simone, what'd you see? <sighs> Better jokes than that. I'll tell you that much. That was Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> was the most the greatest joke, joke ever, ever told. So, do you, okay, let me start Let me start you with this. Do you believe in Black Knights this season? Do I believe in them? Yeah. Do you think they're an actual contender this season? No. Because? I'm not sure. History, mostly. Okay. I know it's not accurate, right? Because <laughs> it's, it, it, they've, they've changed and they've improved. Um, but They're technically 3-1. Technically they technically. lost. They beat Punishers, but they, they forfeited the game because of cap violation. They lost to Bruins, who was a very strong team this season. They've beat A-Town and now Sturdam. Yeah, so that what, was a good team. What more do you need from them for you to be a believer? Um, I mean, so the unfair thing to do would be do it in the playoffs, or and then when or they win like, the playoffs, be like do it in the finals, or be like and just keep moving the yards, beat the process next week. Like, come on, well, that's a good that's a good indicator. Keep it close to the process, and you'll be a serious contender. Well, no, because that's look. If you expect to be a contender, you need to be able to beat teams like the Bruins. And but like does the, that make the process not a contender if they lose the Black Knights? I see what you're doing there. <laughs> so, but like, it's so, so if it's ideally, like all the all the contenders. Let's say there's there's ten games between contenders. Yes, and they split them five and five, and all those teams go seven and three or eight and two. So, it, but if your sample size is only one game, shouldn't a game that's decided by less than seven points be considered? You know, they're okay, both great teams. Let's do that. Do you think it will be? I I think there's potential for for Black Knights to keep it close to seven points. I think that. Considering how they've been playing this season, their defense is good. They their offense is a bit slow paced. But so that's my issue is let's say they get down two scores, they won't be able to then keep no, up. No, they absolutely need to either play with a lead, slow the pace down, or find a way to keep the process offense off the field. You you can't you won't be able to score forty points against them. I just don't see Black Knights being able to do that. So in return, what you need to be able to do is to make sure that Black, that the process does not score more than 30. Mm-hmm. 
I believe Black Knights is going to score 24, 25, 26 points against them. Yeah, I can see that. For that to be a close game, you need to make sure you the other team only gets five possessions total. Get a stop, you you might win this game. There's a, there's there is a chance if framed that way. Um, I can't I can't load a page. Yeah, so it's right. if you have anything, thank you, uh, Eagle. Nope, this isn't me. This is another person. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Okay, let's talk about the teams. <laughs> How long can we stall? <laughs> I read the first line of the script. Let's talk most about the teams. So the heading, <laughs> most surprising start. Let's talk about the teams. Let's talk about the teams. With the heavens that had a surprising start. No show, rolling with my homies, GLC and Voodoo. Okay, so what's surprising about rolling with my homies? Except from the terrible name. Uh, well, terrible name. Um, I just... I so here's the thing. So... <coughs> Rolling with Mahomes and GLC are teams I expect to be competitive, but not out of the gate. I expected there to be sort of like ease into the season. Four and six playoff team? Yeah, four and six or six and four playoff. Somewhere in there. Like a, a bounce goes one way, they're four and six. A butterfly flaps and swings, they're six and four. You know? <laughs> Ashton Kutcher wakes up. I killed somebody. I don't know why. I was so confused by that movie. <laughs> was so... You know, every, how, you know how much money did the uh, butterfly effect gross? A lot. It was a good. It was a good movie. The first was, one was a I good was movie. There was more than one. <laughs> There's two. There is a second one actually. The first one was a great movie. The second one was just they trying to make money out of it. You, to make you were the uh, only one who watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew about it. I liked the first one. I, I really liked the movie. I liked the concept of the movie. Uh, they earned. Ooh, actually, it's a lot of money. Jesus. <laughs> uh, fifty-eight million in the U.S., ninety-six million worldwide. Jesus. So not even a hundred million. Well, but don't don't forget for the time though. That's true. That's true. Because I was thinking, but like Avengers, like Star Wars made a billion dollars. Avengers made one point three. Yeah, and the second one was so bad. There's literally no section for how much money they made. <laughs> so they didn't make. <laughs> did it? Did it go to the movies? Did it even? Or uh, went straight? It was direct to DVD. Oh, now you know it's not a good that's one. Rough. Now you know. That's rough. Now you and know there, when the there was also a third one. By the way, third. It, it played. <laughs> Who paid for that? Was uh, it was it one of Harvey Weinstein's wait, pre-settlements? The the critical <laughs> reception section for the third one says it's characterized as a very mild improvement over the nigh unwatchable butterfle effect to do. <sighs> so it's better than the one, but it's still not very great. Very mild improvement. <laughs> well, but improvement. So, <laughs> so Oh wow. Oh man, I, I can't. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is very unprofessional of us. So Voodoo took on Longhorns. Yes, they won 24-20. They won the teams again. I, I thought, you know, I had zero expectations yeah. for Voodoo. I love the guys on the team. I think they're they've been in the for a very long time, and I'm happy to see them come back every season. But I also don't think they're gonna win the championship anytime soon. And then this season, this surprised me. Well, but like we we see the the big addition, of course, Angelo Garfield, Angelo Garofalo, my former teammate. Yes, dude's absolutely a stud. Doesn't get his due in FPF. We he see, does not. We see in these clips, Eagles gonna play them. Uh, he scores a touchdown, and then one he'll play after that. He gets a, he gets a pick six on a very confusing play that just hurts my eyes. <laughs> we don't understand what happened. And Voodoo only won by four points against Longhorns. Considering what he did in that game by himself, yeah. they should have won by more. I Voodoo played this season. Okay, so this is Voodoo so far. They beat Dream Chasers by 24 points. Great. They beat 
Palpatine 19 nothing against the Palpatine that was depleted roster-wise. They lost to Outlaws by a single point. Yes. And we consider Outlaws to be one of the best teams in the division. Now they beat Longhorns. The rest of the way, their schedule gets a lot easier. Finishing the season with Nakatomi Survivors. Easy win for Nakatomi Survivors. (laughs) By 50. By 50. So I, I was skeptical of Voodoo. Voodoo has always been one of those teams where it's the Pat Saint Amasho sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right, so so Frankie throws to Pat Saint Amand. They hope that they're going to be able to score five, four touchdowns that way and throw one more to someone else. Hall of Fame nominated Pat Saint Oh, interesting. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Actually, let's do that next. I think that's actually might be the only defy or lower division player to this level on the list. Anyway, a new inductee. That's true. A new inductee, maybe on the list. There's a few. There's a few guys who are eligible. On Longhorns, there's the quarterback that's eligible. John Moody's been around for the longest of times. Nope, he's not there. He's not spoilers. Why is he not on the list? He's eligible. Yeah, he's eligible. Oh, he didn't make the cut along with 375 (laughs) other people. Okay. No, guys, guys like Alex David, of course, being one of the, the yep. On one of the first inductees. A place for Ravens? Actually, uh, from Division 5. A uh, guy who started in Division 5 is a new inductee, Alex Holowack. N- not inductees, nominees. Oh, sorry, nominees. nominees yeah. uh, along with uh, my boy, uh, Joey Taylor. from Hope Yeah, Joey Taylor, who started Hope in Division Alex Holowack also started in Division 5, no longer a Division 5 player. Literally the thing I said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You no longer. But then why would you also say it? Because and it's hot too. Well, because Alex David plays in Division 5 right now for Ravens. Yeah. But is there other guys on this list that currently still play Division 5 that is relevant to this Division podcast? Maybe. <laughs> Does François Delorier play in Division Yes, Palpatine. Also, yeah, I am François Delorier. Oh, oh, sorry. François Delorier. I thought Marc André. I don't think François plays Division 5. Uh, Pat saint as we mentioned. Yeah, Pat saint He's a, he's a new inductee. Um, nominee. New nominee. God damn it. What's wrong with my Stop brain? spoiling! <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if they all get inducted, um, and I think that's it. So just I'll, I'll quickly list the new, uh, the new inductees, the uh, new nominees. What's wrong with? But my don't brain? list everybody. This is not list radio. It's calling like the audible. Seven names. Nine. Oh, seven. Nine. Fine. <laughs> Alex Holowack, Dylan Taylor, Francis Laurier, Jamie Ojea, Jeremy Anderson, Marc Antoine Vien, uh, Olivier Bordage, Pat Sinema, and Rod Mashtub. So and we may have uh, another one to we, three. We being may added forget last minute. Yeah. who's playing in what division. So I recommend we do that. Spend eight seconds on that every That's fair. every uh, podcast. That's fair. A few, a lot of those guys start in division five, because division six didn't exist back then. Yeah, the same way we both did. Mm-hmm. Start in division five. I started D. division D. Eagle never really started. <laughs> I started from the bottom, yeah, and I'm still there. Eagle, <laughs> Eagle started in division three. Back when there was only three divisions. Hey, poor guy. That sounds like a GM collection. I had to play triple sixers with featuring Patrick Rumpf. Wow, I remember that. I remember <laughs> playing against them. It was so bad. <laughs> it, it was back when there was no cap. So a Division 3 team could essentially be a Division 1 team now. Uh, it was the. Do you remember that winter 2010? Triple sixers and Warriors? Yep. So triple sixers and Warriors finished with like a plus minus of 350. The only time triple sixers lost is because they played Warriors. And Warriors won 14 and 0 and won the whole thing. I, from my recollection of playing both of these teams in the same season, I would say that Warriors was the most dominant team I've ever played against. Yeah. Ever. It was dumb. And after that season, I said, oh, I should sign up again and play in this weird league. We're not getting smashed. It was Division 4, by the way, that the Triple Six. Yeah, Warriors it was Division 4, yeah. Wasn't your first season of 3? Uh, it was C, technically. C, okay. My mistake. I remember playing this, not in that, actually, we played Leitha Fur. 
That was a long time ago. Uh, Afro has also been one of these teams that they're sadly not around anymore. Well, partially. In different forms. Yeah. Yeah. You know a team that's not here anymore? Dragons. <laughs> Good. It's true. Listen, Eagle. Where's Lockdown? It's still here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's just a little dead. It's still good. It's just a little <laughs> dead. Uh, no show. One of the teams we t- I talk. I'm, sp- I'm pleasantly surprised that they're doing so well to start the season. They got their third win, beating Tip Top Shape 25-22. I'm very happy they're showing up. Correct. No. <sighs> I was about to ask. Do you have inside information? <laughs> well, they were they were for the show in spring, and we're always missing guys. So that's why I found the team name Show to be clever. But they really struggled as for the show. But this time around, they have uh, even more athletes than they've had. Uh, for some reason, though, they had Sean Abram pretending to run routes. What's a Sean Abram? Yeah, he's a guy who's not quite a quarterback. Um, Adam Niamandi is what we've expected, but he's a phenomenal athlete and he's making it work for himself. Okay. I agree. I can't vote anything. What did, <laughs> did you see anything else or do I continue to filibuster between topics? And no, I and brought a game and then you cut me off with something else. How long can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> Which games, you want? <laughs> I brought a game but you're like, no, let's talk about something else. Also, why is there games missing from the from this thing? Because Nakatomi uh, Sawyer didn't play yesterday. No, actually, yes. Can we take that result instead of the blown call by Simon Sabatino? Brocation. It's it's not a blown. Okay, so it's a partially blown call. It was an interception. Nope. You you weren't one there. One hop. Also, uh, the way I have eyewitness accounts. Also, the way your quarterback played is enough for you guys to lose. Game. Guy, we've had no quarterback all season. We've been rotating. String baby, guy. Listen, I saw Dave Deu play that game. You started off okay. I'll give you that much. So the, the you're playing against Dave Deu, who's a much better team than I thought they would be. Dave Deu's an actually pretty good team. Apparently, they were making ridiculous catches. All yeah, game. they. I, every time I turn around, I was like, who's these guys? <laughs> <laughs> and also, do you want to play Division Three? <laughs> <laughs> so I was there. I was at the game, and I was talking to Mo. I was like, who's these guys in white? He's like Dave Deu. No, he, he looked at me. He's like, I don't know how to pronounce this word. So he's expecting something crazy, and then he just points at the board. Live voyou. voyou, like you're terrible, Mokai. That's exactly what, what does happened. that mean? Like, what's the reference there? Voyou, yeah, like, uh, like, uh, ban, not ban. It's like the uh, people who do like trouble, like uh, you know those misfits? kids who throw, yeah, misfits, is the right word. Oh, okay. Throw rocks at people's windows. Okay. Uh, voyou, like they just uh, misfits is the right word. So uh, they're a good team, which started off bad for you guys because you're not. Yeah, correct. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't understand why that can't win, though. That's true. Uh, and they just were they were making good plays, but so David who started off at quarterback, he started off all right. Listen, when it's the second drive of the game and you're practicing snap, you take a timeout to practice snaps. You know it's not gonna go well. <laughs> you just have a feeling. So also, because I wasn't there, I was laid up with an injury, unfortunately. But Eagle, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I heard Mike Adonis snapped in this game. Yeah, correct. Why didn't Steven Alberico snap in this game? I don't know. <laughs> it's a team of two snappers. Neither of them snap. I don't know. The funny part is <laughs> everybody at that game didn't seem to care. <laughs> Steven Alberico. <laughs> Eagle. Anywho, Dave Dow did not play well in the second half. You keep saying that. The first time he played well, second half did not. Oh my God, you said the same thing again. It's you four guys, times. You guys. What? Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Website's back. Hey, no, for real. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting you guys to win, and you did not. 
Levi is a better team than I expected, and seeing how they played against you guys, I'm confident that they'll be a good Division 5 team this season. Fair. Outlaws beat up on Palpatine. Nah, whatever. Um, Marc-Antoine Desonier said after the game he was shocked at how small the windows were. He, mi- he missed a few games, eh? He was out for a little while. Yeah, he had a concussion. And he came back to six points. Yes. Should he consider not having staying back? <laughs> <laughs> staying out. Uh, he he said, and it's what turns to the game, and what's weird is the thing about Outlaws that's amazing is not their defense. It's their quarterback. It's very it, good it's system. It's the Kevin Smuda. Kevin Smuda, very good quarterback, very good offensive system. Defensively, it's not a team that really stands up. We both hate the neck Dana, Mr. Kim Kusei yeah. himself. Yeah. But he's a good defender for Division 5. I mean, okay. If you want him to be. No, the thing is, he's, a, he's smart at playing a well, very particular role, mm-hmm. which is he plays the, the middle of the field aggressively towards one side or the other. And he understands that if he sits where he starts, he's not going to do anything. So he takes a chance. He's not going to get interceptions, let's be honest. He did get interceptions this game. Matt <laughs> Cadre, <So. laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Nick right up in your face. But if, there, if there's one thing is when you're playing against him, and I've seen a lot of quarterbacks do this, is you sort of try to go away from him because you're afraid of him shooting routes and you making that mistake. Which forces yeah, you, you almost you have to like, hold the ball like a half a second longer to see where he shoots and then make your read. Which forces you to go to the outside where Shine and Kevin Smuda are, mm-hmm. which is way worse. So in those cases, he's doing his job by forcing quarterbacks to go to the best players on the team. That's fair, and it gives outlaws, like you said, their offense is their strongest suit, but their defense isn't terrible. And I just didn't think there were six points good. I think they were thir- win by 32 good. I agree with you. But maybe that's also on Palpatine. Yeah. That might not solely be on Outlaws. Um, I mean, also, four picks in this game. I mean, you're giving good, good field position for 38 points. Yep. Dream Chasers, Ravens, tie. Give me a moo. Uh, yeah. Give me any sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fire! <laughs> it was the opposite of that, though. <laughs> That's what uh, happened to the cow. I, I, <laughs> I hate thighs. Super Saiyans, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings. So Ravens still haven't won a game. I know. I, I, the hell? <laughs> so I don't want to talk about thighs. So yeah. Super Saiyans, who we all believe is the best team in the division. Yes. Won by five against Buffalo Wild Wings. So Buffalo Wild Wings, especially defensively, are better than you would think they would be. But they still put up 25 on Super Saiyans, which is good. Yeah. Do you think the Buffalo Wild Wings in the next six weeks are going to be able to upset two teams? Yeah. Again, so in the six, we talked about these annoying teams that hang into every game and can win on any week or lose on any week. I'm not they're, saying they're that. I'm not saying Buffalo Wild Wings will win two games. I'm saying upset two games. So beat a team like Rolling with Mahomes, Flamafu. That's about it. So their schedule is tents and hammocks, rolling with my homies, Flamanfu, no show, big fun party mix, eight and dream chasers. I can see them winning three of those games. It's good. It's very good for them. They're currently two and two, so they finished five and five. Yeah. Graduations on being average. That's Woo! Weirdly mean from the guy who leads <laughs> FPF in, uh, in li- lifetime interceptions. It's true. Also, <laughs> <laughs> what's the opposite of achievement? Uh, failure. 
So the lifetime, <laughs> fa- the lifetime failure award we go to someone that's named Furnish. Then so many touchdowns though. You just wish you were on my level. I mean, but a lot of them went to the other team. <laughs> Man, if we could tack on the pick sixes yeah, on top. Make them Sorry, Kevin like, Wyatt. I only throw pick sixes. By the Sorry, way. Kevin Wyatt. <laughs> so I would love that. In 5B, Finessers got crushed by AEW. How? 44-24. No, but how? Explain by to me how this happens. <laughs> uh, well, the worst. Jeremy White was on. 16 for 22. About time. Um, six touchdowns. It, it, it was it, EZW hasn't been playing up to the level that we mm-hmm. expect him to all season. It's about time that they finally find a groove, so to speak. Well, it's a step up from it for EZW, right? So it, it, it like yeah, but they, they, they also take dominated. Yeah. Like the, it wasn't it wasn't like they were oh middle of the pack division sixteen. Let's try to let's try this division five thing. It's division six too easy, bro. Let's move up. Let's play division five. E, right. Six and E? They play twice? They play two seasons? Eagle. Yes. Answer that question. Loiseau. <laughs> yes. Yes! I was right. You were wrong. I didn't look it up. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, and then... I can't believe what I'm working with. Oh, a week ago, we were hammering Orsa for just saying they registered in the wrong division. That's what I'm working with. <laughs> and they win They win this week 32-12 against Dope Boys. Can we the do hell is wrong with Dope Can Boys? Can we do something about this thing? Dope boys! Uh, we do have Alexander Bakalani in chat saying Jeremy White is a baller. That That's coming from... Uh, what was his nickname? I'm in on so many pain meds. The Brazilian... Yes. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yo, I Alex, remember. Alex, write that nickname in chat, please. I can't remember it at the it's moment. It's uh, the Hawaiian... No, it was Brazilian. It was Brazilian? Yeah. It's the like the, the, the funky... He's uh, my favorite Brazilian receiver. Medical animal or whatever. Yeah, yeah I remember what it is. Um, also, just we're on the topic, Jeremy White holds the highest completion percentage in a game at 93.1%. So you're saying there's never been a 100% game? In a regular season game, no. Really? Really? Yep. I, I, I discredit that. I've seen Kevin White it, do it in a, it in must a be, playoffs. Yeah. No, but it must be minimum 20 attempts. <coughs> yeah, there's like a minimum number for completion. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen perfect games before. Just maybe not 20 attempts. Well, then. Because if you throw only completions, at some point you're going to score. Yes. And then it's not your fault if you didn't get the ball 20 times. <laughs> We're all struggling uh, with our We apologize <laughs> for this podcast that's not going as well as we hoped. Yeah, it's it, when we don't have all our tools, it's difficult. Uh, it's, <laughs> difficult. it's true. You're not very good without your tools. It's also true. Um, tip-top shape, wild wi- uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Spartans, what? Papatine, Bo- Big Pun, Forty Mix. They're all 2-2. Two two. Who will rise above the pack? The packing, so to speak. The packing. And um, what will it take for the other teams to spe- to really to make that reality for them? You wrote the script and you can't yeah. read it? Yeah. I'm just trying to uh, it. All right. Oh, look, you brought coffee. For himself. For himself. Uh, yes. No. What? Yo, answer my question. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I think Brocasio has a good chance this season. I like I they started off poorly, but <laughs> they started off poorly, but I believe that Brocasio is one of those teams that's going to be able to turn around because of the success they recently had. They started 0-2 if I'm not mistaken. They've been 2 and 2 since. There's something there that they didn't necessarily have before. I don't What is that thing? It's Justin Sarantola is learning the quarterback position faster than we both anticipated. I don't think I wasn't expecting him to be successful in Division Five this season. He's finding ways to be. 
Spartans, I don't see it. Uh, tip-top shape, maybe. But I feel like they're not as dominant as they used to be. Buffalo Wild Wings, we just talked about them. They're going to finish 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, uh, big, said. big fun party makes eight. I see them potentially making a push into the playoffs with a six and four record. I don't see them going eight and two to, to finish the way. And Papatine, like I just said, depends who who shows up moving forward. They've had roster issues for the past four weeks. By the way, if you guys want on this show, send us a message. We're looking for co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> You know how we turn the pack into the packing? The pack. We, we turn Simone to the firing. <laughs> That's the goal. You can't. Because you're leaving. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what has been the feeling with Tuesday Night Lights this season? Wow, a lot of things, man. Their offense is just not working. Because? Well, first of all, there's no games on Tuesdays. So. <laughs> That's clearly the problem. <laughs> so. If there were <laughs> dominance, <laughs> Wednesday night lights, right away you win more games. Yeah, I just think that overall the lack of experience on the team. Combined so but they're not saying there's they'll win every Tuesday. They're just saying that like they know how to operate luminance, or they want to play Tuesday nights, and then they realized. If we call ourselves the Tuesday Night Lights, Job Rob's going to give us Tuesday Night Games. And then they realize, oh, wait, it's only one week. Yeah. <laughs> or if they knew that all along, it's clever. I just think that their offense has put up 18 points in four games. FPF is an offensive-driven league. If you're co- if you're not able to put up realistically 20 points a game, you're not going to be Even competitive. 20. Even 20 at 20, you're, you're going to win a few games. You're going to win some games, 19-18. You're going to win some games in low-scoring affairs. They haven't been scored on a lot. They they lost the game nineteen to twelve. They lost the game twenty four to six. By scoring twenty points, you're they're going to stay competitive the whole way. By scoring six, they're not. They're not. Yeah. So their offense needs to figure something that works for them right away, not just for the long run, but find a few plays that you're going to be able to run consistently. Run the same three plays over and over again until you really run them perfectly. With the quality of rushes in 5A this season, Johnny yep. Johnston, Charles David Martel, Andrew Knob, Zachary Roberts-Gill, and Michael Ledesar, and, and the like, there's, there's many more. Are you surprised that no one has really been on pace for a historic season? Not really. I think the Division 5 is deep enough that the quarterbacks don't take that many sacks anymore because they, first of all, there's not a lot of running quarterbacks like we've seen in Division 6, for instance, which creates more sacks by them trying to run, being tackled, let's say, one behind the line of scrimmage counts as a sack, which helps rushers' totals. Um, I would say that it's just more on the quarterbacks than on the rushers themselves. These are very good rushers that have put up numbers in the past. I think it's just whoever they were playing against, the quarterbacks are not taking sacks necessarily. If it's an interception, it doesn't count towards the, the, court, the, the rusher, but it's still a big play by the rusher if he's throwing back foot up in the air and somebody picks it mm-hmm. off. One thing to mention, Janny Johnston, Andrew Knopp, and Alexis Dubois have three games played and have seven, six, and five sacks respectively. So if they get a couple sacks in their games, those ones are a little bit more on, uh, I guess, pace for larger seasons in terms of sacks. Yeah. But I'm just like, no one's really like... There's no standout person yeah. right now, yeah. For, for now. Again, I mean, three and seven games is not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Um, Simon? Fix Flamofu. How? What fix like? Fix them, emotionally, and footballically. Emotionally and footballically, it's a real word. Don't so, look it up. so I walk up to Thomas Kutu and just basically hug him. He looks, uh, he looks mad consistently. Maybe there's something there. Maybe he needs like uh, a hug or something. I don't know. 
the Brazilian was it the Mapinguara? Yes. The Brazilian Mapinguara. Yes. Well, Complimented Jeremy White. Uh, I think that Flamafu, it's it's a good team that had success in the past. The only issue with Flamafu that I could see in the way I need to fix them is Nicholas Schaffer needs to stop forcing deep throws and these these highly spectacle sideline catches. Mm-hmm. You don't have to throw 15 yard on a line to make it a, posi- a, a good gain in FEF. A wobbly four yard slant that the receiver turns into a 20 yard play also works. Joey Taylor's not flashy, but it Future works. Future Hall of Famer. But it works. So you except d- except if you ask Terry's burner burner account. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we actually have uh, Brian Huffman in chat saying twenty points to win. That's a good defensive day, uh, Simon. You crazy man. Uh, Coincidentally, this <laughs> the moment that that <laughs> someone walked into the studio. <laughs> the best part is about five hours ago, I I, I called it out saying, "This sounds like," <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs> oh wow, this is great! And Good we times. have Bakalani confirming his nickname. Yes, yes, remembered. So you got it right. Also, you, you love that nickname. Yeah, it's a good so, name for sure. Mapenguara. We came up with like five or six nicknames throughout our podcast history. Every single one of them have been good. Flag Jesus was the first one. Yeah. During the finals, you were way too hyped about it. I still yeah. like going back a few years, and it was uh, Le Boeuf Francais for Adrien Desautois. That was good. Because <laughs> he was beefy. <laughs> and, French. and French. <laughs> oh. so, so, so we both know Nick Schaffer as a cannon for an arm. Yeah. He doesn't need to use it all the time. No. The less he uses it, the more efficient their offense is going to become. That's the way I would fix Flamafu. It does look like the, the, he's always looking for that big strike down the field. He's looking for, he's looking for that. They're forcing it too, and that's a problem. You Be more of an efficient offense, and once the defense starts to play stickier and closer, that's when you take a shot and you make a play. Don't do it the other way. Where you're forcing deep throws because we can and we're better. Yeah, that won't work. Um, we mentioned Alexander Bakalani quite a bit this, this show, and he's actually the next topic conversation. Um Will his great season be wasted and end without a playoff berth for finessers? It's still a great season. The problem mm-hmm. is it's not the first time that he has a great receiving season. This is, well, a great season as a receiver. And they don't do anything afterwards. right? Like finessers, it's not the first time that they're going to have, uh, oh, receiver of the year lost in the first round. Or didn't make the playoffs to begin with. It's It's more on the team than on him. It's not his fault that the rest of the team is not as successful as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's more fun to see that with scoring 20 touchdowns is 20 of the 50 of your quarterback and we're 10 and, 10 and 0 when we're going to push into the playoffs rather than it's 20 out of 25 from my quarterback and nobody else can do much on the team. Yeah. Um, looking at a team that's in the opposite situation, what have Bruins done to turn around their fate as a bad Div 6 team so quickly? Bruins have improved dramatically over the last. Dramastic. Dramatically is not a word. Drastically. It's yes. okay. I or ju- dramatically. But you <laughs> could have went either way. <laughs> I did say footballically before. So. I, I was so close. Football. I was so close. I think that uh, Bruins, from adding Gab Wiseman, really helped them because he's coaching them, not just as a quarterback, but he's teaching them a few things and changing the playbook. Gab Wiseman sort of left the team. They brought in a different quarterback. They were then successful with the new guy. So they showed that they're able to be successful with different quarterbacks because the players on the team are better now. And adding Zach Zwerin on top of this team, a 
very good FF player mm-hmm. cannot hurt. No. So now that you have two shutdown corners and Cowboysman and Zach Cronin on top of a fast, aggressive defense and an offense that scores a lot of points because Cowboysman is the kind of quarterback that's going to use speed to the best of his capacity. Bruins is a scary team this season. Are you surprised to see Div 6 slash E alum Jeremy White and Evan Frank as the top two quarterbacks with passing touchdowns this season? No. Both both these quarterbacks are explosive and were able to prove to us in lower divisions that they're not just beating bad defenses, it's just their offense is successful and they're making good throws. I thought that at some point Evan Frank's lack of arm strength would start to bother him but it seems if if anything it's just a lot of be more creative and just learn to exploit just more efficient areas better yeah he's just more efficient he, he, d- he knows he's not going to throw 40 yards 16 times in a game he doesn't need to all he needs to do is let his receivers make plays for him he's got good guys around him that are safe hands and fast he, he enables his receivers and his offense is super successful Mobamba they've been the pinnacle of mediocrity Mobamba Two, they have zero plus minus. They're two and two, straight up boredom. So how is the pinnacle of mediocrity? They would have to be like. But also, can you have a pinnacle of mediocrity? (laughs) (laughs) Like it's the the highest point of no point. (laughs) (laughs) The highest point. I don't know. I saw it more like the. So like, uh, if for example, you need Cialis, but it's really big. (laughs) So, eagle, Jesus, that goddamn sound. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what if any are the defining characteristics for this team (laughs) pinnacle the mediocrity the highs and the lows yes can you give me something (laughs) relevant to the team and the roster anything about the team (laughs) I'm trying to load the page man I'm working hard here I'm doing overtime no for real it's Uh, only overtime because you were late I was late. I was very late. I'm sorry. It's not. It's a fact, Terry. You don't have to scream at me. Okay? Come on. I just think that Mobamba this season, it's one of those teams that I wasn't expecting much out of. Mm-hmm. Two and two with a plus minus of zero is pretty much, I don't, I don't know what to expect out of him. So they're exactly where we expected him to be. It's just weird because in two of their games, they put up 30 or more. And in the other two games, they put 12 or less. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's they're all over the place. It's them at their most bomba, so to speak. Nice. They have Finessers, Le Speak Easy, Le Gros uh Honey Martin, or Honey Martin. Le Gros the, Yes, it's an FF name, Barry. Uh, the U and player recognition on their schedule. So it's five and five. It's plus a mixed minus bag. of zero. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. And they will either win or lose the <laughs> game by scoring 30, 30 or scoring 12. So we don't <laughs> know. Bombamba's <laughs> not my favorite we team. Don't know. Um, I know you guys were hard on me early in the show about nice. my jokes, but I will say that conversely, if I had a DeLorean, I would fly I would only drive it from time to time. Thank you. Time to time. Eagle, games of the week. <laughs> games of the week. Because like it's a time traveling. I get it. It's not From good. Time, I mean, time. it's okay. It's better than the other one you did. <laughs> You're just right. wrong. So we have uh, on the roster, again, so this is bye week for those of you who don't know. So we take a little bit of a break for playoffs uh, to give everyone Super some time Bowl to watch the Super Bowl. Week. Yeah, it's the best. 
Um, so we have two games in Division 5A this week. First is Monday, Tip Top Shape versus Rolling with My Homies. Give me the homies. Uh, it's a terrible name. I hate to say it, so I'm sticking just the homies. I just don't think that Tip Top Shape has the firepower to keep up with the Rollins. I disagree. I think Tip Top Shape, they're going to win games. They, they haven't been playing as well as I thought they would. Uh, Charles Vero got really involved this game. I don't this past game. I don't see why he wouldn't be a stud in the rest of the way through. Give me um, them. Yeah. And on the Wednesday game, we have Ravens versus GLC. Will this be the Ravens' first win? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why they're losing, but GLC is also four zero, <sighs> and it's the probably the best GLC we've seen. So, GLC? Who's going to play for GLC this week? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not on the team, bro. This is Terry, are you still in the group chat? <laughs> you're not. You're not. Your mic's not. Is your mic on? Is this mic on? Uh, yes, it is. Which group chat? The the GLC. Uh, the, Green uh, Lantern Corp. Green Lantern Corp. Oh, no. The, we had made a separate one. Oh, okay. Uh. And I think I can pull that stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, feel free to interject with comments throughout, throughout the rest uh. of the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not. In, I should have kept it, man. I'm not in it anymore. Oh, I might uh, be able to get a hollow act to send me the screenshots. But that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I like those guys. Yeah, they're good guys. Yeah. So give me Green Lantern Corps. Nah, give me uh, Ravens. They're going to have to win one at some point. <laughs> and then in Division 5B, we got four games. They're going to do them all. Thundercats versus Le Speak Easy Monday night. Le Speak Easy. I don't like any of these, th- <laughs> any of these teams. Uh, they're both bad. <laughs> Come on, Speakeasy is running a run-pass option, so give me Thundercats. <laughs> we also, on Monday night, have The Process versus Black Knight. Process. We talked about that. I'm g- I'm taking The Process by less than seven points. I'm saying The Process by more than seven So if points. you give me a spread of ten points, give me Black Knights. Again, what are, we, what, are we, what are we betting? Well, what's the spread? Seven points. I'm saying more than seven, you're saying less than seven. Can you pick like so seven, seven and a half? <laughs> I'll take seven and a half. That's fine. Okay, I'm going to take, for seven and a half, I'm going to take Black giving you the extra half a point. Take Black Knights. The, the loser has to show up on time next week. <laughs> <laughs> and on Monday night, we also have EZW versus Punishers. Give me the dubs. I think that EZW is just too fast and too explosive for Punishers this season. They've been not been very well. Punishers have a lot of guys who are not fast. EZW have a lot of guys who are fast. And speed kills. And last game, Wednesday what? night, Yo, but the over. movie Speed killed it. That was a great movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Eagle, also, when, when, when we're giving our picks, find out what the uh, gross for Speed the movie was. The first one or second one? First one, obviously. No, the first. Stop. The second one had no Keanu. It's not even a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last game, Wednesday night, Takeover versus Threat Level Midnight. Unfortunately for the end, this game is at 8.30. So, <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Threat Level Midnight. <laughs> Teams that are named after times they can't play at. I feel bad for Division 5. Two teams didn't get it. <laughs> well, Threat Level Midnight is an awesome name. It's uh, it's an awesome reference. In reference to the Michael Scarn movie. I, I hope they, I hope their jerseys are referenced to Michael Scarn. Is the quarterback Michael Scarn? No. Or Golden Face? No. Oh. Anyways, give me... Uh, I still believe TakeOver is going to win this one. Just because the game's not late enough for them. <laughs> Uh, no, I just I think uh, Ian Einheimer, Ian Eber, as we called him in the podcast before, he just the dude's a good quarterback. He's surrounded with a lot of talent. Uh, give me a takeover to win that one. 
on a budget of 30 million, they made 350.4 million. Christ. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much. Keanu sp- getting paid. <laughs> I wonder how much speed that buys. <laughs> ask Keanu Reeves. You, did- can you tweet at Keanu Reeves to ask him? <laughs> Um, Simo, man, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Peace, for hosting this. Apologize to Terry for being late because we still have another show before he gets on. Yeah, because <laughs> we started 40 you minutes. Can come late. on the next show. This information could have been given to me <laughs> <laughs> while I was at home. Also, to be fair, with you my said wife. you're going to show up at 9. And I came up at 8.45. But we never said we started at 9 for Division 3. <laughs> I said that because I thought we would because I thought we were starting at 7. Yeah, it's actually, you know, Simo's <laughs> right in this. I just said I'll be there at night. Everybody's like, okay. <laughs> Nobody really told me, but we don't start until like 10. But we would have. If, no, if more like 9.30 because we usually finish well, at 9.15. I figured, I figured Terry would get here at the end of a show and then like there would be no like, time. I this, but like 9.15. No, like what he did now, but for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't consistent with the FPF media by being late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eagle, thanks for pressing my buttons. Sorry and for what does. Please get rid of the guy himself. Most of all, thank you all for letting me be myself. Boop, 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 boop. Beow, 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 beow.